Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week, I got to sit down with the one, the only Carly Pierce, who is just one of my favorite gals to catch up with. She has got a number one song on the chart this week. She's getting ready to release a brand new live album for her 29 Written in Stone album from Music City, which is super exciting. And she's also been working on a lot of new music. So we got to catch up on so much. We did this interview over Zoom, which was actually supposed to be like no cameras on. But as you will hear, we actually ended up both turning them on so that we could see each other's faces. And it was so sweet and wonderful. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Carly Pierce. Hi, CP. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to do it. (laughs) I I appreciate that just for the fact that we're not talking over each other. And I also, I was like a little relieved. I was like, oh, I don't have to like get dressed or do anything. No, I know. I'm like, I'll do it for you because (laughs) I like to hang out with you. I appreciate that. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. How's the road with Blake? You guys are in Oklahoma today? We are. I mean, he's one of the most fun people to tour with. So I can't believe it's almost, I mean, this is the second to last weekend, which is crazy. Oh my God. That's awesome. I mean, Blake's great, but also have you gotten to spend any time with Gwen? You have? Oh my God. (laughs) I, I wish you could have seen her outfit last night. It was, she wore just like this sparkly bra with like- tights up over it and then these really flashy pants and I was just like how do you look like that at 54 years old I just can't it's insane and she always like even as you're describing that outfit it's something I'm like I could I would never think of that and also she's the only person who can pull it off and then her standing next to Blake it is the funniest I just it it kills me the juxtaposition of those two like just the visual is insane my favorite. I love that so much. I also have to tell you that I was dying over your last few posts about the sweat under your dress and then the extensions, which I I was honestly so glad that you said that because I remember for the longest time looking at someone like Carrie Underwood and being like, why, what's wrong with my hair? And then I realized yeah. you just have to buy a bunch of fake hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. I just have started to feel really convicted when girls come up to me and meet and greets or something. And they're like, I wish I had your hair. And then they leave. And I'm like, I should have just said, you yes, can so buy my hair. Yeah. You know? so I just needed to let it out there. No, I think that's great. I'm a huge fan of extensions. I love them. And then I also am like, when are we just all going to start wearing wigs? Like, when's that going to be the normal thing? Listen, I'm on the hunt for a wig. Are I have tried. I can't find a good place to get one. That's not Kelsey, like $30,000 or something insane. I know. 
they're so expensive. Kelsey has one that she's been wearing on this tour that looks really good. And I've been like, all right. And she's like, I, I'm still getting used to it. It was freaky though to look at it. I know. I know. Marin had that really great one for a while. I just am like, if I could give my hair a break for like yeah. six months or a year, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be so, yes. Cause they are, the extensions are rough. Yeah. And it's just, I like to be able to like run my hands through my hair and you can't, it's a whole, the things we do to be beautiful, Carly. <laughs> oh, so many things. It's annoying. <laughs> I also wanted to tell you congratulations on your Grammy win because I have not talked to you since that happened. Hey, I'm so happy you. for you. That's so oh, exciting. Did you find a place to put it in the house yet? Uh, so I don't have it yet, but <gasps> I, I have like a little area with like awards, which sounds crazy to even say, but, um, my great grandfather, he was a musician that always wanted to move to Nashville and never did. Um, and he died in the coal mines, uh, when my grandma was little, but she vividly remembered sitting around this particular radio and listening to the Grand Ole Opry with her oh. dad. And for my Opry induction, my parents had it refurbished for me. And so it's in my house. And I think that the Grammy deserves to be on the radio. Just like, yeah, I think that's where it's going to go. That's incredible. Like what a special thing. Oh, just like the like transgenerational, like love for that is so. I know. (laughs) I know. That is so beautiful. My blood runs deep for country music. I love that. That is so much fun. And then Grammys, CMT awards are coming. I feel like ACM nominations are probably coming any day as the reigning female vocalist of the year. How are you feeling? Are you nervous at all? Are you just excited? I, I mean, look, you can't build yourself up too much in those things. For me, I've kind of looked at it as, okay, anything can happen. Like you can win this. You have won this. You've found your place. But, you know, I I, I think I'm more just excited to to be there. And, um, you know, it's been fun to watch Lainey just absolutely crush. Um, I'm a, a fan of women that really are just great and she is great and so she's so amazing that's so awesome i love that and then coming up next friday you are going to release the live version of 29 written in stone talk to me about why you wanted to do a live album I grew up loving live records. They were some of my favorites. And I feel like this record in particular, just the 29 era of my life, it really told a story. And the musicality of it was kind of more defining for me as an artist than anything I'd ever put out. And when we started doing the 29 tour, it just felt like a moment. It felt like everything that as an artist, I wanted to marry into my show. And I wanted to bring it to to people that maybe didn't get to see the show or wanted to relive it again. So this felt like the right album to make the live record. I love that. Live albums are so special. I found myself like during the pandemic, during the really dark days, I was only listening to live albums because then I felt like I wasn't listening alone, which is kind of... I feel that. I feel that. I love, oh my gosh, there's just like energy there that you don't get from the studio. Right. Like if you put on like a Garth live album or like the John Mayer live album, it's just electric yes. i'm so excited for that were you nervous like before the show that night just as like a like okay i really like you're always on it but <laughs> knowing you i feel like you're probably like oh god i really can't yeah i was kind of like be careful like how you say things and also mm. just make sure that you i really was nervous about capturing that magic that I felt like we had on the 29 tour, you know, when there's cameras in your face and you know that you're being recorded. But as I've listened to it back and watched the videos that are going to come with it, I mean, it really was captured. And so I'm really proud of everybody that 
played on it and I have special guests and it's just really fun. Oh, I'm so excited to listen to it. And then what he didn't do is closing in on the top of the chart. And this is just to me another perfect example of like your vulnerability really connecting with fans. How are you feeling about all this? Uh, This one, it would mean more to me than any, I think because of this, where this song came from. And just to see the way that it connected with fans, even though it was literally word for word, my story. And, you know, I think it will be a really big deal. We haven't had a solo female hit number one since Things a Man Ought to Know in 2021. What? Yes, that is the last time that a solo female. Oh, my God. Just when I start to think we're doing so good that I'm like, oh, And we've had tons of, you know, I was a part of the duets that came out last year and there's been a lot of those, but there has not been a solo female hit number one since Lainey in 2021. And it's just like, it's time. You're blowing my mind with that right now. That it absolutely is time. We cannot be going that long. Oh my God. That's insane. (laughs) I know. And then I know that you have been vocal about working on new music and you can like plead the fifth on this, this if you want to, but is what he didn't do going to be the last single from 29? Yes. It is. Yes. It is time to close the book. I'm very happy. Obviously 29 was the most successful album of my career and probably will forever be one of the biggest things that I do. But I think what it has done is it has really motivated me to continue to just write what I want to write, write how I see the world make records that sound the way that I want them to, not what I think people want me to do. And so, yeah, you're going to get new music sooner than you think. And I have to say this next single, I think I am the most excited that I've ever been to put out a song. Oh my God. I love that so much. What a good teaser also. (laughs) And well, what would you say that this next record, like what, what are you saying in this next record? Or like, is it, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, what is this next chapter for you? Or what is the next book? I think a lot of people think that I'm just because I'm happy in a relationship that I'm just going to come out with a bunch of love songs. And that's just not my vibe. That's Mm -hmm. not what I do. I think that there's a lot of struggle that comes with trying to love after somebody hurt you Um, so much. And I think that that is like a piece of a, a person's story that hasn't really been hit on a little bit. And so I think there's a lot of that. There's some fun songs. I mean, there's sassy stuff, but there's some real I think the song that I'm coming out with, people will be surprised because it's not sunshine and rainbows. Oh, I'm really excited about that. That kind of, it kind of answers my next question was, is like, which is like, you know, from great pain comes great art. And you obviously like went through this like very public divorce and this experience that you've shared with your fans. Did you feel like, did you at any point have a hard time getting going on writing new stuff or was it all still there? It was very hard. It was very hard because I felt a lot of pressure Mm. to top 29. And, you know, I was like, well, I don't have a lot of chaos in my life right now. (laughs) Everything's great. Yeah. I'm like, things are pretty stable. I would look at my boyfriend sometimes and be like, can you just like yell at me? (laughs) I had to make up different stories in my head at times just to feel motivated. But I will say once I started getting a few of the songs that I was like, okay, this feels authentic. Cause that's the thing. I just wanted everything to feel authentic. I don't want it to feel like I'm forcing something. And so I started writing some songs and I was like, okay, I know I I started to kind of reignite my writing. Cause I'm not a writer that writes all the time. I Mm -hmm. definitely have to live for a while. 
so I started to get inspired and they started to happen, but it took a minute. When you said you started like making up stories, does that mean you were trying to put yourself in the position of like writing from someone who went through something that you weren't necessarily going through? There is a song. I haven't cut it yet, but I definitely will cut it. But I had had a dream, like a very vivid dream um, about my current relationship that was very negative. Um, Isn't that the and worst? And then you wake up yes. and you're like, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> yes. And I woke up and I was like, I just had a dream that you left me. And he was like, well, that's that's awful. I'm that I would not call that a dream. I would call that a nightmare. And I went to this, it's literally what he said. And I went to this writing session and I wrote this whole song kind of as a, what if he really did leave me? And it ended up being one of my favorite songs, but there are elements in it that sound like him. And he was like, what, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, welcome to dating a songwriter. <laughs> no, but that, I think that's really cool because I feel like as you know, you reach a point as a songwriter where you're sharing your own vulnerabilities and then it gets hard to like put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So what a like cool creative space for you to be in right now. It was literally like a dream. Yeah. And then there's some that are absolutely like right at where I'm at. I mean, it's all very, it's, it's just having to dig in different places because I'm not writing, you know, I didn't even intend for 29 to be a concept album, but it ended up being one because I was in the pandemic writing from home. Um, but this one has just, I've had to pull from different things that still feel super authentic. That's so awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. That's going to be great. Um, and then I have some questions that listeners submitted that they would like to know, starting with what is on your like backstage or green room writer? Do you have anything crazy? I have really weird. Like, I just feel like this is going to sound weird, but I have bananas. It's not weird red at all. <laughs> kind of like random. You're like, why do you need bananas? Um, red wine, sweet mint, Orbit gum, um, some kind of chips. My band really likes chips and all that stuff. We have bourbon. Oh, the weirdest thing. I have Neutrogena face wipes on there. Makeup wipes. No, that's not weird. Cause I'm sure you come off stage and you're like, get it off. I'm like, get it off of me from wine to bananas to makeup wipes. I'm always like, what did we do before those wipes? Like I truly the other day was like, how did I get this off? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I, I, the amount that I go through. We have to have them on. the record. <laughs> I love that so much. And then you have several tattoos. What would you say is your most meaningful or your favorite? I have a red feather on my inner arm, like my left arm. And that was from my grandfather. He was very close to me, the Pierce name. Um, I would say that that's probably the one. He died when I was 18, so he didn't get to see all of this happen to me, but he knew that it would. Mm. And so my legal name is not Pierce, but because of my grandparents not living to see this happen and them kind of being the ones that instilled country music into me, I used Pierce. So their name is still... So special. Much. So it's really, that's probably my favorite. You've done so many things to like honor your grandparents. Like even when you were talking about the radio and that's so sweet. Yeah. You're the best granddaughter. <laughs> um, are I you done? Are you done getting tattoos or you think you'll get more? I'm not, I'm never done. Honestly, the guy that just did my last tattoo, he texted me and said he was in Nashville. And I was like, thank God I'm not. And when do you leave? Oh, you leave Sunday. Thank God. <laughs> um, because they're very addictive for me, but I'm running out of places that I feel like it's appropriate because I don't really want any more on my arms. I have just enough. And then I just, I don't know about like, I'm not really a fan of my stomach. So I just don't know about like putting things on there. And then I don't I want it. a leg tattoo. I think you really do so, you like run out of room. It's like, oh, you can go on your foot, but then that like, it's a whole. Yep. I'm with you. Not enough room on this canvas. <laughs> There's not. I need more room. Right. And then a uh, very important question. How are Johnny and June? Oh, they're so perfect. Wait, they did are... you just like abduct Johnny from, cause Johnny was your mom's dog, right? 
everybody's like, wait a minute, I'm very confused. So when I started traveling, June was not a good traveler in 2021 when things started to open back up. So she would spend a lot of time at her grandma's house, Mm -hmm. my mother, and that's where Johnny lives. And they are from the same litter. So they are brother and sister and they became way too close to separate them. So we joke that we kind of have dual custody of them. So when I get one, I get the other. When my mom gets one, she gets the other. So they've been traveling a little bit though. And June's doing good. I almost feel like Johnny is her support dog. Oh my God. That's so so funny though. (laughs) They're perfect. They are. They're so precious. Like when they have their little cowboy hats on and and like what a fun thing to have when you get off stage and you've had this like chaos and you can just get on the bus and cuddle your dogs. It's been very therapeutic for me. I'm sure it has. That's amazing. Then they're freaking adorable. All right. I know you got to run. Have fun tonight at your show. Thank you so much for the time. It was great to see you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.